money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Oh, that's very good. You say that with a little <laughs> chuckle this morning. Yeah, so. because you guys are giving me a hard time. Oh. Just, no, you're not. So what else Okay, is to new? be honest, I'm really weary. I'm actually quite tired of talking money. How about you? Okay. Well, there you go. Now, we'll just carry on. We have a great guest with us today. <laughs> you and Ray can talk about money. No, I'm fine. So, I can um, talk about money. I'm actually uh, rather talk about Jesus. Can I talk about him? Because yeah. I think that would be... Today I'm not we're tired talk about of talking. Jesus and money. Okay. That? So, All right. And a few other things. Well, so. people have to know. We get a. Li- I get a little weary. I mean, you always say, you know, the Lord sustains you every day, mm-hmm. which is true. Mm-hmm. And you're like this even, you know, keel. Just go steady as she goes. I'm a little more volatile, mm-hmm. and sometimes I get tired. Yes. And that's why we're together and, you know, you compliment me and all that great stuff. So. Okay, but I do want to say this. Apparently, October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Oh, it is. And that's because true. Ray is in our midst, I'm going to say I appreciate you. <laughs> oh, thank you. Because not many people know, but we go to a group with him where he pastors us with Arlene and I just love you guys. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So thank you guys too. So they, and I guess I should say, turn to Dave and say, (laughs) (laughs) Reb, Reb, you'll have to appreciate me all month. then. (laughs) Well, I was going to say you pastor more than enough. So I'm very grateful. Yeah, that's right. So I, I'm, I'm, thankful for you and i appreciate you okay so that was the 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 craziest intro into the podcast (laughs) we've ever had uh we are not going to start over because you know it's so good so welcome to the show apparently Uh, this is why people listen to us don't know what to expect uh, well this is the show where we talk about money and a whole bunch of other things and sometimes reb feels like it and most you are two of some the most important men of my life actually to have you in the same room and have be able to do this once once a month with you guys both of you mm-hmm. it's a privilege for me so thank you so there you go yes. there i thought i would honor you before all okay. anyway <laughs> I, yeah, I appreciate that so that's great Good. so so um a little bit of housekeeping before we jump in really you know Just more than enough.ca chri.ca not mine.ca we've got ray borg the ministry liaison with uh, Financial Discipleship Canada here with us and Ray's a regular guest. So if you haven't heard some of the podcasts that, that Ray and, and Reb and I have done together, then you're missing out because we have a hoot uh, doing this. <laughs> we have tell. lots of fun <laughs> and we do talk about money and we do mm-hmm. talk about Jesus and we do talk about Jesus and money uh, both in the same context. And uh, and so enjoy the podcast. If uh, you do listen on a podcasting platform, we, of course, are trying to make sure we're on your podcasting platform, mm-hmm. but we're on Google, we're on um, Spotify. Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on TuneIn, we're on just about every other one. 
that I can think of. So, um, so feel free to tune in and listen up. And of course, if you want to comment, there's a whole whack of ways to just get a hold of us. Morethanenough.ca is our website, of course. But Facebook, you want to do a, a little comment or reach out to us via Facebook, we're happy to respond that way. Um, Twitter, you know, we, we have all of those social media accounts, which Only because come. Mercedes, our daughter, does that all for us. But anyway. Go. Okay, can we get on with it? We can. Okay. Um, all year long, <laughs> all year long, um, we have tried to talk about a biblical story or parable related to money. Mm-hmm. Now, COVID kind of sidetracked yep. us a little bit. A lot of our plans, as you all know, got waylaid. Uh, for I'm sure you experienced that in your personal life. Well, this actually happened on the radio show. The, some of the shows we had planned for the year, we haven't done mm-hmm. because of all that's been happening. But um, we kind of tried to get back on with you, Ray, mm-hmm. um, right? To yes, get back to some of the right. stories. So this week, um, I picked the story from Luke 16, mm-hmm. um, which is an interesting story or parable or real true story. There's some discussion amongst theologians as to whether this actually happened. Jesus tells it for the purpose of what we're talking about today. I don't think it matters because there's some principles here that we want to talk about, which are quite serious, actually. So um, I'm going to read from Luke 16, and I'm going to start in verse 19, and this is what it says. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here and you are in agony. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been set in place so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, if they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. That is the word of God to us. And it's a story Jesus told um, in the midst of a crowd, uh, amongst whom were the Pharisees. And I want to point out, because this is another verse that jumped out at me that I didn't read. In the previous verses, um, in verse 14, it actually says, um, Luke writes, Now the Pharisees who were lovers of money also heard all these things, and they derided him. They turned up their noses at him. 
And Jesus said to them, You are those who justify yourselves before men, but God knows your hearts, for what is highly esteemed among men is an abomination in the sight of God. And then he proceeds a few verses later to tell this story. So as you know, Jesus is not one to mince words. And Ray already told us before, he goes, I just think Jesus was poking, making, you know, mm-hmm. teaching some things, but poking at the Pharisees again, which he often did. And they got riled. I mean, how difficult is this passage for us even today to think, you know, especially that, that last couple of verses that you read, Reb, where we're going, wait a minute, the things of God... Like they're not the things that that we honor here on earth. The 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 things the, the the people that we esteem that we lift up here on earth are not necessarily the people who God lifts up. Uh, in fact, Luke is pretty clear that that's there's there's a huge gap. There's a huge chasm between what we think is the people that need to be honored and what God thinks is the people that need to be honored. And that's that's pretty profound. It's pretty humbling to kind of look around and say, okay, who you know, who do we honor in our, in the context of our culture, in the context of our certainly not the, the Lazaruses that Well I just honored you guys at the beginning of the show yes, and I'm so thinking, oh man, man <laughs> have I made a mistake? No, I'm just kidding. I haven't no. honored you I haven't no. honored you because you're uh, you got all that money. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. no. No. Yeah. But I think you know, just taking even a deep uh, another step deeper, just what you value. Mm-hmm. I mean, because this this rich man would have valued his riches. I was thinking about it. I'm certain he didn't inherit his money. He most likely had to work in some capacity in order to earn it. So his energies went into it. And Jesus kind of like saying to the disciples and the masses, you know what, you may esteem this, you may value it, but in my eyes, it means nothing. But Jesus so often did that. He mm-hmm. came to reveal a whole different way of what is the kingdom look like and what does it look like. And, and I... I was struck one of the commentaries I read, you know, it's not like Abraham himself wasn't wealthy when he lived on the earth, but obviously it's what the verses before it said, God knows the heart. Mm -hmm. So, and the other thing that strikes me is that this rich man walked out every day and would have seen Lazarus begging and did nothing. Like he didn't even get rid of the guy. Like he didn't even say, okay, I got to get this guy out of, from the front of my house. Cause this is, this is like, doesn't look good. Well, and that was, uh, you know, in, in verse 19, where, you know, he, Luke makes the comment that, you know, even the dogs came and licked his sores. I mean, and again, I interpreted that as, as, you know, the rich man walks by and doesn't even acknowledge his existence, so much so that the generosity of the dogs exceeds the gener- generosity of this rich man. They're licking his wounds, uh, but the, the rich man doesn't even acknowledge his existence, right? There's just a... It's, it is really quite such profound. a contrast. Yeah. It is. Very. And I, I guess as listeners, if you're willing to let this story speak to you, because <laughs> so it might be just easier to turn the radio off right now <laughs> or the podcast, um, because this is per- fairly convicting. I, it, Very it's, convicting. It's, it's why Dave asked, <laughs> Dave asked me this morning, so why are we talking about this parable? Let's talk money. It has everything to do with what we do with what we have. And you said what the focus is, Ray, right? What we value. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, what does God value? What are we valuing every day, even in the midst of a pandemic? What it, is it that we have valued and that we're starting to see we have valued 
uh, in our lives because it's been taken away some of those freedoms we've had right some of the you know we're, we're uncovering some of this and this this story shows us also what we are valuing and are we the rich man and David and I have talked about it there used to be this um, I, I sent um, a message to our team this week there used to be this thing called globalrichlist.com so oh, yes. it, it would just reveal to you uh, how wealthy you are in terms of the world's wealthiest well i found another site so i'll probably put that in the show notes and um i actually put our salary in and we're 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 the top 11 percent of the world's wealthiest people so you guys can all go figure out what that is now but um but we are rich the whole point of this is you may think oh well i'm not the rich man because i'm not rich but you look at anyone in north america we've got it pretty good mm-hmm. And I love the site that I went on because it says if you gave 10%, you'd still be in this percentage of the world's wealthiest people. Like, I love that about the site I went to because we can give more away than we've ever thought we could and still be considered wealthy. And because we say to people all the time, well, we're rich. Well, what are we rich in? Well, we're just like the, the this man. And are we valuing our riches more than we are the people around us, the people in need around us? If a dog can take care of this man, but I'm not. You know those little video clips, have you seen them where people actually get glasses that have been colorblind all their lives and suddenly put on the glasses and suddenly they see everything in color and they're shocked and discovering what they missed out on. That's the image that's coming to mind as I hear you talk, Reb. I wonder if the Lord doesn't want us to shift our perspective, Mm -hmm. the lens through which we see, we've seen life through this lens, but if we've missed out, what does a kingdom perspective look like? What does Jesus value? And do we ascribe the same value as he does to those things, or are we kind of stepped apart and actually vowing things perhaps that don't align with his heart? And I think that's what he was talking to the disciples here, is like, um, you know what, from your worldview, I understand, but that's not my worldview. Mm-hmm. Like you said, kingdom perspective is very different. Mm-hmm. And if we really allow ourselves to go there, do we actually pursue really intentionally to see from a kingdom perspective, to see as Jesus saw? I don't know. I'm feeling very convicted as I'm mm-hmm. saying that. I'm just feeling like, okay, this, he was provoking the Pharisees. And saying you, what you put value on, what it is that you focused your lives on, actually is meaningless. And you think you're the religious leaders of the day. And I, uh, as you speak, I'm thinking, and hasn't this global pandemic forced a, sh- you know, are are we ignoring? Are we like? Are we just? Not, are we refusing to put on the, his kingdom glasses in the midst of a pandemic? Mm-hmm. Right, because. It's kind of the circumstances have pushed against us, and of like, how are we living? What do we value? You know, all of a sudden, our, our relation we can't be with our children because we can't, you know, elderly can't be with their kid. Like, obviously, we're seeing what's important, and, and people are important, family's important. That's been an obvious one that's coming out, but even the broken in our world, like you know they're going through it at a different level Mm -hmm. my daughter teaches english as a second language and she says you know for that community amongst the immigrants and the the less well off it's harder 
it's harder to maintain distance. It's harder when you have a one-bedroom place or two-bedroom with six kids in it and you're immigrants and you're doing the best you can. And, you know, for them not to work is not, like, that's a hardship because, and are we sympathetic to others who have have difficulty and how are we reaching out? And, um, you know, just being involved mm-hmm. with um, in our community where we live I'm getting more involved to understand what housing advocacy looks like for the homeless. And it's hard. Mm -hmm. There's so much, even though there's government things, the bureaucracy that we have to jump through to help somebody is it's, there's a lot, it's not easy for people. And I've just, I've been really humbled by like, man, I've judged man I have not helped and lent a hand when I'm walking by someone in need now of course we can't help everybody like we've talked about that here before like you're not called to help every person Jesus walked by lots of people and 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 that's where we've talked about here just being focused on a relationship with with God our father like Lord who do you what's the divine appointment for today who who am I reaching out to but I, I mean there's so much in this story yeah, and I think you know one of the comments that that uh, you know as you were digging around, Reb, that that struck me it was the, the the comment that we need to, in a sense, um, and I don't know how to figure that out in the context of our current materialistic society, but we have to see ourselves as the um, our help spurns from our own great desperate need. before the father Mm -hmm. right and so you know having a a really keen sense of so you know i this is as i come before the father i see my own need i know my own heart i know you know who i am and then we go okay um i put on the faces i put on the the posing as i go into the world and and navigate the world and I think Jesus, that's really, you know, he's addressing the Pharisees and the Sadducees saying, listen, you know, you guys should know better because you guys are the ones who are supposed to read the law and the prophets, right? You guys are the ones who are supposed to, um, you know, see yourself in light of, of God in heaven. And, you know, you don't. Well, what, okay, so here's my question. According to this story, what matters to Jesus what is what is the heart of the father like if we take this story what is the what what is he telling us to shift our perspective in what what is he actually saying it's not a trick uh, question uh, oh, uh, I have <laughs> I'm waiting for the trick question and, you know looks like verse 22 you know and the time uh, came when the beggar died and angels carried him to Abram's side right I mean, to me, that's the, okay, that's what the, the heart of the Father is. That's where the heart of the Father is. For the sits. poor, mm-hmm. the widow, the broken, is that what mm-hmm. you mean? Mm-hmm. So when we talk about what matters to the kingdom, Jesus said it even through the tithe. Like I'm just thinking of the tithing rules mm-hmm. that happened in Deuteronomy that we've talked about mm-hmm. here that set aside money every year for the poor, the widow, so that there would be no poor among you. Mm-hmm. That That is a, a, a theme throughout all of Scripture, and it hasn't changed. So, so somewhere, somewhere in the teaching of the Law and the Prophets, I got lost. Mm-hmm. And has it got lost for us, I guess? 
Well, because, you know, I was just, in response to that question, just kind of looking at the last number of verses of the story, that whole dialogue around um, the rich man saying, can you go and send Lazarus? Can you send somebody to my brothers? Can you go and do this kind of stuff? And so that they can hear the Moses and the prophets. So it's like, well, what's that all about? Kind of like, um, but do we actually have ears to hear? Mm Mm-hmm. Are we willing in that posture to actually hear from the Lord, even if somebody, as he said, had Mm -hmm. risen from the dead and went to your brothers? I'm not sure they'd hear anyway. Mm -hmm. Unless we have a heart that is open to actually hearing what the Lord is really speaking to us and provoking us in. Um, That's what just struck me then Mm -hmm. as, as you asked that question. So, Yeah, I, I obviously... Like I'm gripped by this story on because I I want to say to the Lord yeah 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 I want to be your disciple yes 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 I want to serve you yes 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 I'm in and then he says well you know what there's a beggar right outside your door what are you gonna do about it oh I'll just write my check to the organization that's gonna help them well no actually I want you actually to go touch them actually I want you to go have a conversation actually I want you to take them for coffee actually you know that person that's really broken and wounded and the the community's rejected I want you to step in and be that person of unconditional love. Yeah, you're going to get despised because people are going to mock you. But guess what? They mocked me for sitting with the the tax collectors and the adulteresses and the the people that were sinful. Are you are like I'm hearing this? Are you ready to sit with them? Are you ready to have your reputation maligned for me? Like I read that, and that's what I read. I hear all the scriptures. I I hear you can't serve God and Mammon. I hear you think you're rich, but really you're poor, blind, and you you need me. And that's what you had said with the rich man. You know he didn't recognize his need that he was no different than the poor man begging. We're no different. We're all, you know, I love Brian Dirksen's song, um, Level Ground. You know, we're all on level ground together. Not one of us is better than the other. Our wealth doesn't make change things. And we've noticed that with COVID. COVID is no, like, it can hit the poor, the wealthy. Like, there is, all of a sudden, all of that gets taken away. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, again, I'm going to kind of circle back around to, you know, so, um, the do we and I, I think in some ways this story Jesus is spurring the listeners whoever has ears to hear to go so what are you going to do to change like what are you going to do how are you going to apply this to your life you know whether it's the Pharisees and the Sadducees or, or whether it's it's somebody who's you know uh, again I think the whole point uh, if, of this is Jesus saying this is what is uh, important to God the Father. This is what's important. This is why he wrote it in the, the Moses, you know, in the Law and the Prophets, so that you who have ears to hear can hear. And, and I think that's as, as we started and say, Jesus is giving the poke specifically to the Pharisees to go, hey, guys, like you should know better. But there's a whole bunch of other people sitting around listening. listening to that as well and and jesus is is really just saying hey it's this is a story for all of us it's a story where are we all paying attention are we um you know on the uh the beggar at the gate well if we are there's there's hope for you there's 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 peace for you there's there's rest for you as 
Lazarus gets taken into the bosom of, of Abraham. And if you're the rich person, then he's challenging us to say, okay, so how are you going to use what you have today to be Jesus, to actually distribute the mm-hmm. wealth that you have in a way that glorifies God? I mean, there's a whole bunch of, like, I mean, in Jesus' way that he does it, he, he does both things in the exact same words. So one of the things I'm thinking of is that when he says in this story, you know, you have your comfort, you know, while you were alive, um, and and now Lazarus has his. Have you, either of you, ever been in a position where you've had to give where it's made you uncomfortable, where it's put you out of your comfort, and you've had to interact with somebody that you normally wouldn't, or um, where where you did you got uncomfortable in this age for the sake of the kingdom and the gospel? Ray's looking at me. I'm looking I know. At I didn't. Ray. I, didn't, I, didn't prep, I should have one prepped them. Kind of, what comes to mind is that um, in the last week, I've seen the same woman panhandling in two different locations in Orleans, not downtown in Orleans. Um, and I can see that she's um, from another um, country, um, and she's holding up a cardboard saying that she's got three children and um, needing money. And and I'm thinking, I'm uncomfortable with it because then I do this whole process. So should I give her money? Where's it going? You know, is that good stewardship? All that kind of you wrestle through in your head. And then I finally get it settled, and I realize. You know what? The Lord already prompted me I was supposed to do something, and I missed the moment. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that I'm looking and thinking, this is an interesting process because she's in Orleans, which what I would consider more a middle class, not downtown. And so it's like, okay, Lord, I need to see it from your perspective as I hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think that I, I, that goes back to just we need to be in relationship with the Lord. Like I, we're just digging into this. We're not providing listeners with any answers this morning, but I think it's worth all of us going back to this passage and saying, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? It's going to be uncomfortable because I want to be uncomfortable in this age so that I'm laying up treasures, not for this age, but for the age to come. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, and I don't know what that always means, and I don't always do it well. And I guess that's the, as we come to the end of the show, that's my word to you. Do it afraid. Do it if you lack courage. Make mistakes even in reaching out to people. Because the more you do it, the more you'll learn. Hang out with people who already give uncomfortably find those people and learn how to do it and you will learn and you'll make mistakes but don't let that stop you you because we we can let our oh oh, well that didn't work so i'm never going to do it again we can't we can't the kingdom can't afford that attitude we have to keep pushing through and asking and drawing near to god and saying what next who can help what organization can i go volunteer with so that i can learn more about helping those people i'm uncomfortable around and and it's interaction it's not just writing a check it, it's actually being involved in people's lives who are hurting. And that might be your elderly neighbor, mm-hmm. right? It's Mother Teresa always said, go find your Calcutta. Go find mm-hmm. your own Calcutta. Not everyone's going to be in Calcutta, India to help. Go find your own. Well, let's pray. Lord, we do. Um, I just mm-hmm. pray that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear 
as we navigate uh, the next day, the next week, the next uh, hours even, that uh, in the same way, we wouldn't just walk on by like uh, the rich man, but that we would, uh, we would take note of what's important to you, uh, again, that you would give eyes to see and ears to hear uh, as you uh, lead and guide us today in, in our day-to-day stuff. And Lord, that that would produce fruit that is uh, that is eternal fruit that uh, is is close to the heart uh, of of you and and uh, and brings the kingdom here on earth and so Lord we pray all of this in Christ's name Amen. Well, thanks for uh, you know opening up that for us, Reb. <laughs> really appreciate. It. As you can tell, Reb often is the one who you know brings the topic and gathers the topics uh, for our conversations here. So thank you, Rip, for that. And and, uh, join us next time when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.